Welcome everyone to the Speedstick Ladies Podcast. This is episode four. Woo! Hey Ada. Hi Izzy. Hi. How are you? I get lost in that song. I want to keep singing it. (laughs) I know, I'm sorry. I have to shut it off. I know. This is, what's our reminder? We're homemade, homegrown. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't forget, guys. This is we're raw dogging it. This is homemade. So bear with us. You can hear me clicking the laptop. Mm-hmm. All the good stuff. We don't edit. So I'm gonna remind Ada to stop saying guys. Oh yeah. Hey, t- hey friends. Hey queens. Oh. Hey listeners. I know. Uh, hey, let's team. give a self hug. Hey team. Self hug. Oh, so welcome. Uh, today's topic is talking about the boys club breaking into it, breaking out of it, entering into it, sharing it, all the fun verbs. Uh, But first, we have a couple quick updates based on past episodes and or things that have been going on lately. So Ada, what's up? Yeah. So first, I just want to give Izzy a shout out for all of her amazing work on her Instagram. We're up to 88 followers. This is amazing. (laughs) And she's posting some really good content. So team, don't forget to go out there and give us a follow at Speedstick oh, Ladies. Yes. Great job, Izzy. Thank, Ada, you, thank so you so much. much. It's so yeah. much fun. And I really, I, I really kind of love, it's kind of a, I think my favorite part is like finding really random stock photos and putting fun quotes on them. Like that's You're just fun for it. me. Thanks. And Thanks. I love the conversations that you've been having with some of our followers. Yes. Yeah. Thank you all. For those tuning in that have engaged us, thank you. Yeah, great feedback. I appreciate too. the feedback. Thanks, yeah. Ada. I appreciate the appreciation. Um, two updates I want to give based on past content is one, if you recall, we talked about aging and what we're doing for our skin. Yes. I learned something, I learned something last week that um, I got really excited for this anti, anti-aging regimen that I'm on, and it's a lot of retinol. And if for those of you who don't realize, you can get retinol burn. Yes. I currently have retinol burn on my face. What? How, yes. ma- how often were you putting it on? I mean, I use it. There's a, there's like a, a, like a morning cream and a night cream. And it has like SPF in it. And so I was reading about it and it's totally normal. And have you had it? I don't think so. Oh my but is gosh. it? Did it? Does it say it's supposed to go away after you use it for yes. so long? So it's just because it's yes. new. It's okay. just because it's new. Because what retinol does is it basically expedites the cells, like overturning the cell growth in your face, so that the wrinkles go away faster. Well, in doing that, you're still like ripping your face off. So that that's what caused the burn and I currently just like my like I have a sunburn on my face oh so. you poor thing I think it, your skin looks great though I didn't Thank even you. know this it looks but amazing I have, but I have retinol burn so that's one so I feel like I have a chemical peel or something and then the second update is I did get asked if I was pregnant yesterday what? we were out and about we were out and about doing errands and uh at a we were at a, a home store and I was asked if I was uh pregnant and I said no nope and I think I actually said this time, I didn't say I was fat. I just responded with you because <laughs> I didn't know. I was just like, so, so this was just a random stranger, a woman, uh huh, a woman. And she, and like, I had like, you know, 
weekend wear on like stretch pants and a t-shirt and she was like oh are you pregnant I'm like I am not I and then I was like no ew <laughs> and she just walked away <laughs> ew. <laughs> ew what was and, her um, she had no response she just turned around and left mm-hmm. correct and my husband was just like oh, yeah that was expected um and by the way to, to everyone even ask to, to everyone I don't think pregnancy is gross I'm just saying I said ew because I'm like ew why would you ask me that like yes. I'm just standing here trying to pick out some bricks like get okay anyway had to have those updates so thank you thanks Ada oh my gosh uh, so how do we define the boys club what is a boys club so uh it's it's occurred to me I was talking to Ada and a lot of people many people including you know men women think that the boys club uh it's not a thing anymore patriarchy is kind of dissipating, etc. So we wanted to take the time to kind of talk through what is the boys club? Is it still around? What does that look like? How did it get started? And I was thinking about this earlier today. Do you think do you think the boys club came from the founding fathers that like, you know, how many men were in the room? Seven, eight? <laughs> mm-hmm. And white white men. And at the like from the beginning it just like like that's what success looked like. Do you think that's where it yeah, and they just they hung out with other white men, so they kept them in their close circle, and it just kind of multiplied from there. And I do still, think that that's where it started. Is it? Because then it then it becomes you know don't get it twisted. I think we're proud of our country. We're not being anti patriotic, but at the same time, uh, but then you have. I don't know. I just, you know, there weren't, there weren't women at the table and it just kind of feels exactly in some cases the same as what we say, see sometimes today and patriarchy since then has perpetuated it. So I guess full circle, the definition of a boys club is a situation or environment that is primarily driven by one man or one type of man. Is that fair? Or does it have to, is it just white men? Um, I don't think it has to be white men, but I, I would say it's like the decision makers are, oh, yes, maybe it is just white men. I think it's just the lack of diversity with decision makers. Mm -hmm. So Um, that's how you would define it is the lack of decision. mm -hmm. I'm sorry, the lack of diversity with decision makers, whether it be in the workplace or even in a friend group or personally in any way. Yeah, I think lack so. of diversity, lack of diversity within decision makers. So that's cool. So that's uh that's a pretty, that's something that like, I think is very tangible that a lot of people can kind of latch on to and kind of emulate or not, not emulate rather. <laughs> we don't want to emulate the boys club. We want no, to, um, you know, why I is it a problem? Why I think problem, about, Rita? well, I think going back to your comment about the the forefathers, you know, it's like, um, women didn't really start working a lot until well after a lot of these things had already been formed. Um, that's a good point. Women weren't educated until Mm -hmm. well later. I don't want to put an exact year on it, but it, you know, it feels like it didn't really start happening. Women, women in the workforce as like, as leaders, Mm -hmm. if we're talking about like workforce scenarios, true Maybe leaders not really until right. like the 80s yeah. or 90s I don't know is it I don't I it was don't it was very late because again we go back to um 
Ada found this awesome 1950s ad of how to take care of your husband and it's appalling. Um, But so that it's definitely not the fifties, definitely not that, but we, um, I think it did start there. You're right. And I think one of the things that if we're looking back over history, like, do we think that women we knew as young girls, do we think that they were successful in the workplace? If we think back, so I don't think I ever really knew any like women bosses mm-hmm. or leaders, yeah, you know, right? they were I all didn't. in the front, like the front lines, yes. or like the, you know, the hourly, yeah. you know, yeah. um, I can't think of one. You're right. Like I have a lot of women in my family and I can't think of one that was like a boss. Mm-hmm. So, so I think like, even now, I think that, do we call them the 2000s? Is that what we call them? I think the 2000s have been a turning point, but it's still alive and well. So the reason it's, and so we're going to talk a little bit about our personal experiences and why it's problematic. And uh, so, and the difference is that Ada and I see based on different size companies that we're in today. But when I was, you know, 17, 18, starting out in the workplace, I worked in an environment, 30, 40 men who were all. 20, 30, 40 years older than me. And I was the only female. And back then, so that was a very big boys club. And as a young woman, I was being shaped by that. And so I would find myself like wearing makeup and like doing a little bit more to my hair that day. Like when I would have to go into work, I would wear a cute new outfit. And I'm like, what am I, I look back and I'm like, what was I trying to do? Get the boys club. Did you realize it was a boys club when you were in it and going not back then mm-hmm. not back then I thought it was like I thought I was getting I was I thought it was flattering that they thought mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. cute or pretty or you know they would say like when you're 18 I'm gonna ask you out like is yeah. that okay <laughs> like no I mean no. It, like it was like that you. is so weird um, so so it's kind of like they felt they had they were entitled to say those things. And, um, you know, there was always one man in the pack that was like, Hey man, leave her alone. She's just trying to do her job. And I'm like, kudos guy, kudos to you. Mm-hmm. But, but do you think that's the power? Like, it, Because they were a lot older than me and I was a, like an office worker, so to speak. I mean, I think that they, it was, it was ignorance. They were just just raised to act that way and they didn't know any different. It's like you see an attractive young woman and you're like, oh, I need to go catcall. Like, no, I don't know. Rather than being kind of protective or it's interesting. Like it was definitely not a big brother vibe. It was a, I want to put my face in it kind of vibe. Yeah. And, but nobody was calling him out on it. So no. it was never and even, something that anybody saw that was wrong. Even the ultimate boss, like the, ew, I don't like to say it like that. The, the, the man in charge, if you will, would always like chuckle when I get comments or something like they'd be like, so it was, it started from the top. So did it ever like, how did you respond to it when they would do that? I would giggle and be like, oh, you know, I did. I was like flattered. I was like, oh, someone's, uh, I'm getting male attention it was, I don't know. I don't know why. I think it comes from a 
various plethora amount of places. But like I was, I remember thinking back then I wasn't appalled. I wasn't, I didn't tell him to go fuck off. Like I was just like, Oh, okay. And like one of them actually did ask me out when I was 18 and I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> like very seriously asked me out. So if this happened to you today, how would you have responded differently? I would say, help me understand why that's appropriate. We're at work. <laughs> yes, with a question. I love that. <laughs> yes, with a question. And that's exactly how they would respond. be backing off really quick. I'd be like, they'd be, they would probably look at what, you know, and be like, what a bitch or a prude or a mm-hmm. whatever, because I had a standard, right? Mm-hmm. So, and maybe not. There's been a lot going on since, you know, I was 18, but that was my first one. What was your, like, what do you feel like your first kind of entry? Um, into what boys club was one of that look yeah like? my first entry you know was my my first real job out of college where I was working in an office environment and there were just a lot of you know males that were in director positions and higher mm-hmm. and I mean there was multiple times with a couple of different men there that you know, try to make advances on me because, Mm -hmm. you know, they tried to use their authority or say, you know, I can really help Mm -hmm. you out with your career if we, you know, get together or whatever. But no. um, And and when it was going on, you know, when I was in this environment, I never really Mm -hmm. thought much about it. It seemed normal to me. I never Mm -hmm. thought twice about the the different sexes and different roles or mm-hmm. the different races in the company, or like, I didn't think about any of that stuff until much later in my career. Mm-hmm. So I was, I very much responded the same way as you. Like I would just giggle at it. I would never mm-hmm. act on it, but I would, I know, and I'd be uncomfortable. I would talk about it afterwards to other people, but um, I would never call anybody out on it. And there, yeah. yeah, it, it was, it was just awkward. I went on throughout my career and, and so the example I used earlier was before high school or during high school and before college, after college, when I went into my first real career jobs, I found myself like when they would hit on me, I would actually, I would hook up with them. I would, and it, but it was never an exchange for anything. It was like, but I, I found myself every kind of serious job I was in since then of course, until I got married, that I would like, I would sleep with a man like that I worked with. And it was like, is that because that's only where I was meeting men? Or like, was it because it was never someone necessarily a, a like higher up than me necessarily. It was just but it, but there were so many cases where once again, once I became kind of older, I was still flattered by it. And I had then I could do something about it. So I'm like, cool, let's hook up. Yeah. I don't think you were using it to try to advance your career at all. No, I was just into it. And that's where you would meet guys. That's exactly where I would meet guys. I'm, you know, being a sex positive woman, I was like, yeah. And like, I was attracted to him. Let's do this. So anyway, got off, got a little bit off topic. Uh, So the boys club, I would say, so, so I think what we're, we're getting into is the original boys club back when we were younger was that just it feels like 
so it's um, lack of diversity with decision makers, but it's also this like innate power or entitlement that men can just say anything to to a woman and it's okay. It's, is that part of the boys club or is that something else? Yeah, I would say it is. Um, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So today, what so today, like, you know, as being a more empowered woman to not receive that type of message, uh, the boys club for me today looks like, you know, in a very, fairly large company at my level, it's kind of a good mix. I notice as you go higher and higher in the company, it tapers and at the very top, the decision makers are, it is still a very much a white boys club. And they're sprinkling a couple women because uh, I feel like they're aware of it. So they've sprinkled in a few women here and there, but not not a lot at all to the point where, uh, you know, there's a lot of discrimination against women that happens every day, whether it be, you know, still having machines that charge you a quarter to get feminine hygiene products or like to me, that's a part of it. Like that's part of there was a man somewhere that didn't that didn't occur to them that like, oh, that should be like toilet paper. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a part of misogyny to me of like of the boys club. That's a product of that. What does it look like for you today? Mine's a little bit different. I do work at a smaller company and um, I, I'd say I'm a little bit closer to it in my day to day. As far as where I'm at and my level at the company, there's only one other woman that I can think of at my level. Everybody else wow. is men and everybody mm -hmm. above me are white men. Mm -hmm. um, but they do actually have free tampons and pads in the bathroom. Wow. You, <laughs> you don't advanced. have to pay for them. Yeah. Holy so I don't know shit. who pushed that through, but. <laughs> but isn't that, but then, isn't that amazing? Like, mm -hmm. I just can't even, I actually did start. Uh, recently we did move into the 21st century and we're getting those, the, the, the cost removed. Um, and I started that ball rolling. So, um, so anyway, so that's just kind of like, I feel like that's what it looks like today where there's, um, it, like from my purview, you're closer to it. I'm not, but I think what I'm seeing is you need more women intermixed the higher you go, because they're the ones that kind of question those things. Like, why are we charging women for tampons and pads? Like, all right, let me go ahead and charge you over toilet paper. It's just like asking and taking a second look at those types of things. Because when the company was created, no one asked that question. And it's very obvious that it was like a, a, a boys club making those decisions. Same reason why women wouldn't know something about like that personal about a man necessarily, if it was a group of women planning something. So yeah, that's why we need those different perspectives there. We do. Yeah. So, so today we see it as, um, to your point, we're, we're starting to sprinkle in women here and there, but it's st still very much alive. And, uh, one of the things I want to talk about next is, uh, what has COVID done to the boys club? Yeah. I thought that's a really interesting question that you added in here. Mm -hmm. It really made me like take a step back and think about this. Cause I, I don't mm -hmm. think I'd really even considered it yet. And that's my computer screen just locked out one second. <laughs> yeah. So 
I would say as far as, as far as COVID and my perspective on it, you know, Izzy and I do work in different environments. So Mm -hmm. I think we see different things and, um, you know, I had, I just started whenever COVID hit Mm, and we immediately, everybody went to work from home. So I think, I think the thing that stood out for me was, you know, I was newer to the company and I I was just starting out and needed to build my network and, um, going to zoom made it more difficult. I had to put a lot more effort into Mm -hmm. being able to build my network just differently because you're not seeing each other pass in the hallways and in the cafeteria or whatever. So uh, that was definitely a shift for me. What about you, Izzy? For me, I think what I have seen lately, especially on that, that does not happen in person because you can immediately read someone's body language if they're about to say something. And if you're, if you're not an asshole, you'll stop and be like, Oh, what were you going to say? Um, but what I've seen on camera is that those nonverbal cues those physical cues might be missed. And despite someone saying, like starting to say something, what I've noticed is women always, women typically defer to if a man were starting to say something, they're like, oh, go ahead. Mm. And so we're going to talk about in a minute how we're going to change mm-hmm. this. I but love like that. What, <laughs> what I've started to say in those moments, so that that's what I've, that's what I've seen COVID do to kind of the boys club is that um, by default, I feel that women defer to men, like, because you they're see them apologize. They're like, Oh, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm like, go ahead. No, no apologizing. You didn't do anything wrong. Trust yourself. Can I, I I'm like itching to say it. How do we change this? <laughs> and talk louder. Just don't apologize. So, and just talk louder. <laughs> just so that's so two things. Um, as we head into how do we change the boys club? How do we how do we start, you know, shifting the culture or not even start? Cause of course, Ada and I are not the pioneers of the boys club, fixing the boys club, but we're certainly a part of it. So what can we do uh, in those situations? I have handled it a few different ways. I will hold my finger up in front of the camera and said, hang on, hang on, hang on a second, one second. And I'll just start and and then they're like, oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. And I'll say my point or I'll say, I'll, to your point, I'll keep talking or I will say, excuse me, X, let me make one more point mm-hmm. before you opine. Like that's what that's I will amazing. typically, something that. like that. Yes. Uh, and men of all levels, you know, cause they, they're the ones at the highest points kind of that need to hear that sometimes that you can't just like can't just just trample somebody. The other thing I'll do is if I know in the group, there's a woman that has really good thoughts on the topic. I'll say, Oh, Ada, do you mind, do you mind uh, weighing in on this? I think you have a really good point. Uh, and, and that'll give someone a voice as well. That is really, really trying to get something in. Uh, now that we're back, you know, we're going back in the office. Sometimes I will, I've said straightforward, I'm not done talking yet. And I'll look at the person and I'll just, and they'll say, Oh, so sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And they'll, you know, because again, it's something that they've disrupted me or, and I think that goes again, not just men over women, but women to women, men to men, just stop disrupting everybody, you know, just stop it. So yeah. how, how do you think we change this? 
Well, and I, I think with Zoom too, it happens more often with people speaking over each other because there is sometimes a little bit of a delay, not trying to make excuses for anybody, yeah. but that also happens. Um, and I'm a slow talker. So <laughs> when it happens to me in meetings, because it happens a lot because I am slow and they want me to just spit it out and hurry up because they have things they want to say. So <laughs> I just, I do. I just keep talking. I, I, I want to try the finger though. <laughs> I, I like do that. that. That's a power move. Hang on. Me, and hang on. <laughs> hang on. I'll get really One close second. to, I'll get close to my camera. <laughs> yes. One, One second. One second. I'm not finished. Exactly. Yeah, and I that's reclaiming, that. that's reclaiming your voice because, and I would give this advice to anyone who feels that they're getting trampled over in any sort of a meeting. One, one moment. Let me, please let me finish. Mm -hmm. And I think immediately, so that does a couple things. It can either put up someone's defenses, like, oh, you want to do this. Okay, let's get in. Mm -hmm. No, I don't want to fight. I'm just saying like, let me finish. Just let me finish. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you can be like, and then I'd love to hear your point. So if you, if, if that's too direct for someone, I would say one moment, I really want to hear what you have to say, but I just have, I just have a, you know, just one more thing to say. If you want to make it like a little bit of a softer approach, but uh, so anyway, that's, that's kind of what I do as, as it relates to what COVID has done, how it's perpetuated it. So I, I want your opinion on something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know. And this, this is a difficult one because I hear a lot about our top leaders getting together on the weekends, going golfing together, going to the bar for happy hour together, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. I mean, I don't necessarily want to be there. I'm not a golfer. So, but but it's like, how do we, because I think that stuff matters. It's part of the networking. Mm -hmm. That's Um, where decisions are made. How do you start to insert yourself into those things or at least the things that you want to (laughs) do? So what I would do is, I'm hoping that within your boys club, you have an ally, just at least one. Mm-hmm. Do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do. Yeah. Find your ally and say to him and say, I strongly recommend that the get togethers start being more inclusive so that we can have more diversity of thought during those conversations. And also, because we a lot of us started during COVID, it would be nice to have a get together and have all of us included. Mm-hmm. Is there a way that there that. can be outside of drinks or the golf course? Can we all have like a, um, you know, whether it be like a dinner or mm-hmm. a lunch, actually lunch would even be better. Cause then it doesn't go back to like our first topic, which is like, it's it can get inappropriate if there's too much alcohol flowing and all mm-hmm. of that. So going back to like having a nice lunch with everybody and just, it that. doesn't have to, and that's the way you start inserting in a way that doesn't feel like I want to go too. like, that's exactly. not what it's about. That's not what it's about. It's like be inclusive of like, I'm a leader here at this company. I want to have time face time too with the, the people in charge. So is there a way for us to be more inclusive in those gatherings outside of golf and drinks? And I really like your point that you made about finding your ally yes, and working with them and giving them the feedback 
to right. try to be more inclusive. That's really great right. advice. Yeah. Because yeah. that's, oh, my pleasure. That That's mm-hmm. what, that's how they can help too. Like I always find men that are asking me in my workplace, like how, how can I help? How can I help do better? Mm-hmm. And I'm just always offering, you know, a good, good friend of mine, a man uh, was, um, I gave him feedback recently because he was like, hey, can I ask your your thoughts on something? And what's interesting is he has two young daughters and he was he was listen, the best intentions, best heart. But what he said alluded to the fact that women should be respected because they're someone's daughter, wife or uh, sister. And Mm -hmm. I said, I totally appreciate your, your sentiment. We're a person. We shouldn't appreciate women only because they're a daughter, sister, or uh, I keep, anyway, you get wife. my point. So a wife, wife, sister, a wife, daughter. sister, or daughter, you yeah. shouldn't, it, it should be because we're human and yeah. we're equal and yeah. it's just the right thing to do. And he, what he was like, he was like, I'm mortified. I wouldn't even have thought of that. I'm like, mm-hmm. right. But that's why we talk. <laughs> that's why we're friends. So Anyway, just like, I think the allies need our help too, because there's those conversations. They just don't, they don't realize that it's being like icky. So, um, so how do we change? What, what do we do? I mean, I know that you have talked about a little bit, how do we make a change? Mm-hmm. We talked about last time, like, um, how do you invite women in? So what kinds of things have you done or do you do to change the boys club or impact yeah. it? Um, I'd say, you know, one of the bigger things, since I'm in the position to be able to hire people, Mm -hmm. I take into account diversity. Um, you know, maybe the most qualified person isn't of a different race or a different sex, but, you know, I try to change the norm by hiring maybe someone that isn't as experienced, but um, is a woman or is of a different race. And sometimes you don't always have that opportunity, but I think that when we can do it and it works and you know that um, it's going to set that person up for success too, Mm -hmm. then I think that we should make, we should do that and make those decisions. Um, I think it really takes, it takes, you, you talk about hiring. I think that's exquisite. I think where it starts though, for hiring even is the recruiting you have got to have, like, imagine if you had a pool of candidates, 10 and, you know, half were white men, four were white women. And one was a black woman. That's not an even pool. You've got to diversify Mm -hmm. even the pool, the candidates. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying you wouldn't give a qualified person a chance, but for every, but like, then you get, you get, make sure that the slate in the pool is completely diverse. That increases the chances that you will find someone that you're looking for with that diverse, you know, diversification. Yeah. That's a good point because I don't ever ask the recruiter to look for that quality, like look for a good pool of diversity before you send the interviews over to me. Exactly. Um, Because I guarantee you for every, every, and I'll, I'll pick on the white man for every white man that's qualified. There is an, there is a woman or a woman of the, you know, brown or black that is equally qualified that mm-hmm. you can either swap in or include them both and see who's yeah. a better fit. That's the whole point that you've got to diversify the slate. 
Um, the other thing I would say is that what I always do is uh, I love this phrase, lift as you climb. So making sure that like right now I'm hiring for a role and uh, I'm part of a, a network of women who are hiring and we always think back to women like in our networks to be like, okay, who can we, it, it's like that meme that's like in a room of possibilities, make sure your name is spoken. That's what I try to do for all women at every level to make sure that like, oh, this woman has this kind of experience, this woman, whether it's personal or professional, always, always, never as you, as you climb into these roles, these, you know, if you, as you climb up, think about who might be needing your help to get there the same way you needed help to get where you are. So I, I think it's always one. looking back too. Yeah. Don't just look forward, that. look back. Mm-hmm. Yes. When you see things that for the, the folks that you were mentoring and help those women. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that reminds me of a time where I just started working at this company and it was a meeting with probably four guys, me and another woman. Mm-hmm. And the other, the other woman I was in there with reports up to me, but someone looked at her during the meeting to be the note taker pointed mm-hmm. at her just pointed mm-hmm. because she knew what her role was and she's it's that's not her role she was an equivalent to other people in that meeting Mm-mm. um and immediately after i mean i couldn't get it out of my head during the entire meeting because she quickly pulled out her notebook and started taking notes for everybody so i couldn't stop thinking about it but immediately after i pulled her aside and talked to her and you know was like, do you recognize what's happening here? She hadn't, I mean, she didn't see it at all. It just felt very normal to her. She's, I, you know, she's early in her career and all that. So I feel like that really ties to like lifting others up and helping them see these things as they're happening and help them know and understand just how they can work through that and handle it later on. You're absolutely right. And in, in those cases, I think what this reminds me of is in some ways, if you are kind of the the newbie in the room, lowest on the in the rank, things like that, sometimes you just do things, you do menial tasks to kind of, because you're the, you know, because, you know, I don't know if the pay your dues kind of still relates. I think what I'm trying to get at is, to your point, there were other people of her same ranking in the room. Yeah. Why did it have to default to her? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important as, again, the leader of the meeting to say, may I have a volunteer for writing today, for writing mm-hmm. notes today? It's different. That's a different tone than to be like looking at a younger woman and say, oh, take notes. Same mm-hmm. reason that women are asked to plan parties or do admin work, things like that. Like, can we, can we shift out of that? There's, and I did the same thing recently, my a, a woman that's two ranks higher than me got talked over in a meeting and I said, Oh, let's circle back to her. She was saying something. And but, yeah, it's, it's just got kind of stuff. And we're all, it's certainly not that she can't handle it. Like she will say something if she wants to, she's two ranks higher than me. It's more about in that moment, it takes all of us mm-hmm. to, to weigh in and actually move change. And that's what I'm, I'm rather talking about. It's like, Think about how that could be done differently and more equal, more about more yeah. equal. Yeah. yeah. 
So I love that. So I would, I want to add another idea on how we can, how we can make this change. So, you know, every company, they're always having these larger team meetings and there's always time at the end for questions. So I have a question that I always like to submit to these meetings. Yes. Especially when they're executive led meetings, I like to ask them what actions they are taking to build more diversity in their leadership team. And so I actually, I would, I started asking that question in every time, every meeting, this meeting would occur every month. And I started asking it over and over again, and they had no answer for me in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, but they just out of curiosity, what would they say though? And in the immediate moment, they would say it was a good question and they really had no answer to it. There wasn't <laughs> admitted that. And they okay. were embarrassed by that. Sure. And so they were like, this is our cue. Like we need to start working on it. So I think that that's amazing. A lot of people can start asking that question more of their leadership team just to bring more awareness to it and get people thinking about it more and talking about it more because they're just gonna, I mean, it's just gonna continue if there's no awareness around it. That's an amazing job. Kudos to you. Thank you for being brave and being a pioneer in that space. I was so excited to just ask the question. Yes, you should be. And like, how do we, that's the excitement that uh, those are the types of things I think at the, back in the day, like when we started in boys club, when we were younger, if a woman asked that question, you'd be reprimanded. I think today when the woman, when someone asks, anyone asks that question, it's, it's, um, you're not going to be reprimanded. You're going to give thought provoking. You're like, Oh, right. Yeah, we should. So Mm -hmm. things have shifted in that way. And I'm excited for that. So have they started? Um, No, because of your probing, you know, there's, there's been some more ERGs formed. I don't know that it was because of this, because I think they've been trying to build more ERGs, but, um, I keep asking. So, okay. Just keep asking, just keep asking that I, you know, it's interesting as I, ours are all done because, you know, we're at a, uh, I'm in a, I'm in a larger kind of firm and, uh, ours are always asked anonymously and I'll, I'll typically put something in there around how are we increasing women at, you know, director and above. And it's just always, there's usually a canned response. And uh, so I don't have a, as much of an opportunity to kind of dig into that. Um, but I talk to anybody that I can about it. Um, yeah. And I think that's all we, you know, not all that's we all can, can do, but that's yeah, one, sure, of it's one of the we, things we should be doing is just right. continue asking the question. I, I truly think it's going to be generations before this really changes. You're right. Because I mean, everyone be- that's sitting there today, it's not until they all retire until we have a nice shift in the workforce before we're going to see it different. And let's make it clear. We're not trying to like cancel white men. It's not about that either. It's Mm -hmm. about having a healthy balance and diversity of thought. Yes. That's what we've seen actually drive success and results, whether it be in your personal professional lives. So that's all we're saying. We still yep. need some white men at the table. They will have a seat. 
<laughs> yes, absolutely. Good call out. All right. What else? I think this feels good. Um, that was a good conversation. That was a good conversation as always. Thank you, Ada. Thanks. I appreciate your thoughts. And I like your slow talking because it gives me time. It, it lets me think too. <laughs> I'm such a slow talker. <laughs> I love it. Own it. Own it. <laughs> All right. So I think we'll just wrap this episode four up today. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Don't forget to give us a follow on Insta at Speedstick Ladies. And also don't forget to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. We want to see you be brave. You've got this. Trust yourself. Thanks, everyone. But I wonder what would happen if you say.